on June 12, 2015, dance music icon and father of disco, Giorgio Moroder, released his 14th studio album called Deja Vu. The album featured collaborations with Kylie Minogue, Sia, Khalees, Charlie XCX, and the original doll, Britney Spears. Today's episode of the Original Doll Podcast, we deep dive into a song that Britney Spears herself chose to cover. My name is James Rodriguez, and I'm an independent Latino podcaster. The Original Doll Podcast is a weekly podcast that deep dives into all things pop culture. This podcast is also a philanthropic one. On our website, you'll find ways to help others. www.theoriginaldoll.com Don't forget to tell your friends and family about the podcast and share our social media accounts. Giorgio Moroder, a Grammy-winning Italian-born music producer, helped create such iconic songs of the 70s like Love to Love You Baby, Donna Summer, and her 1977 hit, I Feel Love. He also created such 80s classic jams like Flashdance, What a Feeling. Moroder won a Golden Globe for Best Original Song, and the film's music gave him a win in Best Original Score. It also gave Moroder an Oscar for Best Original Song in 1983. And he would win the award again three years later with Berlin's Take My Breath Away from the film Top Gun. Another of Marauder's production was the Billboard Hot 100 single, Call Me, by Blondie. In May of 2015, Marauder told Billboard magazine that he was to work on an album with Blondie, but that the guitarist was fighting the band player, and eventually Marauder had to call his manager and say, I quit. In the previous episode of the Original Doll Podcast, we talked about Janet Jackson and her seminal album, Control. Control was not the youngest Jackson's first album, it was her third. Her second album, Dream Street, which was released in October of 1984, had five of its nine tracks produced by Giorgio Moroder. Moroder worked with Janet Jackson and Britney Spears, And that's just one of the many things these two icons have in common. In 2012, Giorgio Moroder mentioned that French electronic duo Daft Punk wanted to record Moroder talking about his life, and that the vocals would eventually be added on a Daft Punk-produced track for their 2013 fourth studio album, Random Access Memories. The album would also feature Pharrell Williams on the Grammy-winning Get Lucky. 
the Daft Punk album would win Best Dance Electronic Album, Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical, and Album of the Year at the 56th Annual Grammy Awards in 2014. The success, both commercial and critical, helped bring Giorgio Moroder's name back into the public. Deja Vu would be Moroder's first studio album in almost 25 years. The record label RCA offered him a deal and he thought, how could he say no to a record deal at any age, let alone his age? Moroder would release the instrumental lead single, 74 is the New 24, in August of 2014. Moroder had said that Britney Spears had called Moroder's management and had this idea of remaking one of her favorite songs. Moroder has acknowledged that it is unlike most collaborations. Usually, you see, the producer is the one who reaches out to the artists, not the other way around. This is Britney Spears, after all, separating herself from the pack once again. Spears wanted to record Suzanne Vega's Tom's Diner. Moroder added a melody in the chorus and said that Britney's voice fit it so well. Spears asked Moroder to join her in the studio, but he wasn't able to as he was in Europe at the time. This is something that happened during the production of Mood Ring, as we discussed on our last episode of the Original Doll podcast with co-songwriter and vocal producer John Asher. Britney's vocals were sent to Moroder, and they were placed on tracks that he had produced. He sent Britney a version of the song using a little vocoder on the track. She loved it, and she actually requested that Moroder use vocoder throughout the whole song. Moroder sought to keep Spears' vocals as close to the original recording as possible in the final mix. You see, he had listened to a lot of her most recent tracks, which he said her voice, well, it was a little too mechanical. Too many effects on some. And while on this one, she's basically without. Without all of the bells and whistles from a studio. Moroder told Pop Justice that, quote-unquote, on the first mix I sent her, she had some comments, which I agreed. That was a song which a lot of musicians worked independently on. I had my version, which I did with Patrick, my co-producer, but I was not happy with it myself. So, I gave it to a group of guys in Germany. Well, then, I wasn't sure. So I gave it to another musician, and I liked it. And then finally, I got everything together, and we put it together. It's like a worldwide connected internet song. Moroder also thought the song was too short, so he created a bridge. As of January 2015, he had intended on Britney returning to the studio to record the new bridge. Unfortunately, it never came to fruition with her vocals, so he recorded the bridge himself. Everybody's welcome, come on, come on in, sit yourself down. In April of 2015, Tom's Diner, much like many recent Britney Spears songs, leaked on the internet ahead of the album's June release. The song would end up being released as the fourth and final single from the album. In the single pack, two remixes were included. 
the Lululand remix. And the High Bell remix. The song would debut and peak at number 38 on the Billboard Dance Electronic Songs chart. And it would peak at number 14 on the Billboard Dance Electronic Digital Song charts in July of 2015. Something I wanted to add into this episode of the Original Doll Podcast is something Maroder himself revealed to Time Magazine. He was asked if he had a wish list of artists and collaborators he wanted to work with on his Deja Vu album. Maroder said this, The dream is restricted to the record company. Trying to get a singer from a different company is always difficult. Basically, we made a list of acts on RCA. But then, some of those artists had their own albums out and wouldn't be able to promote the songs. I added this in because many times people will ask, well, why doesn't this artist work with another artist? That one makes sense. Well, the problem comes down to money. There's a whole business behind it. Which label will get the most cuts? Which label will get to release it? Who is going to be the songwriter? What publishing company will own the song? When can the song be released and not compete with other artists on the same label? What did songwriter Suzanne Vega have to say about Britney Spears' cover of Tom's Diner? According to the website Idolater, she said, I have to say, I was surprised. It came right on the heels of Fallout Boy, who sampled the song on Centuries. I thought, that's great that Britney Spears wants to do this. I was impressed that it was her idea. It's showing her maturity in her music career choices. So, how did Suzanne Vega come up with Tom's Diner? Well, let's go back to 1981. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. The diner that is talked about and featured heavily is actually Tom's Restaurant in New York City. It's located at Broadway and 112th Street. Vega frequented the diner while she was a student at nearby Barnard College. It was one of the few places in the area that was opened all night. The diner might be more commonly known as Monk's Cafe from the television series Seinfeld, which was used years after Vega created the song. Now, Suzanne Vega had been inspired by a conversation with her friend Brian Rose, who is a photographer. He mentioned he witnessed a lot of things, but he was never directly involved in them. She took this inspiration and decided to go from a male's perspective, and she wrote Tom's Restaurant, which she later changed to Tom's Diner because it sounded better. The melody of the song came to Vega as she was walking down Broadway. She was thinking about French New Wave films. You see, she saw the song as being simple, 
just vocals and a solo piano. Now, she didn't have money and didn't have a piano, and actually, she didn't know how to play the piano. So like a true artist, she figured out what she didn't have and utilized what she did have. Her voice. She wanted to be punk and weird and do it a cappella. It worked. By the time she was putting together her album, Solitude Standing, she had money to pay for someone to arrange the song. The album opens with an a cappella version. And I look the other way as they are kissing their hellos and I'm pretending not to see them. And instead I pour the milk. And the album closes with an instrumental version. Here's the story behind the song. Vega was at the counter reading the New York Post and heard about the death of William Holden, who had received an Oscar for lead actor for his role in Stalag 17. His death certificate said his cause of death was exsanguination and blunt laceration of the scalp. The actor had been intoxicated, slipped, and fell. I open up the paper, there's a story of an actor who had died while he was drinking. It was no one I had heard of. The cathedral, she mentions, well, that's St. John the Divine, located a block away from the diner. Oh, this rain, it will continue through the morning as I'm listening to the bells of the cathedral. At midnight, on the steps of St. John the Divine, she ate sandwiches and drank wine with her friend Jack Hardy, who was a folk singer and whose family invented the Studebaker car. I am thinking of your voice and of the midnight picnic once upon a time before the rain began. Fast forward to June of 1990. Suzanne Vega was promoting her third studio album, Days of Open Hand. She was touring and losing money. The album was not taking off. She was backstage at Arsenio Hall's show. Her manager told her that some guys named DNA took her song Tom's Diner and remixed it. Her manager let her know that the label, her label, A&M, was thinking about suing them for copyright. Now, her manager wisely said, you should listen to the remix and decide what to do. Vega thought it was great. She didn't think DNA was making a parody of the song. They, in fact, made a cool remix of the song. She thought it would be a club hit and heard by some people. But in actuality... It became a global hit. What the group did was take Vega's vocals, adding them onto Soul to Soul's 1989 song, Keep Moving On. And here's the catchy part. DNA used Vega's outro da, 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 
and turned it into the remix's hook. They would call the track Oh Suzanne by DNA featuring Suzanne Vega without permission from Vega, her publishing, or her label. Which, as we learned so far on the Original Doll podcast, is a big no-no. After Vega's label and she discussed the parties, they decided to buy the remix instead of taking DNA to court. As we learned in our previous episode with music producer Davidson Ospina, the remixers get commission for the remix, but they do not receive a profit from the single. That's all in the agreement. The DNA remix would peak at number five in the US, as well as go number one in Austria, Euro Airplay, Germany, Greece, and Switzerland. It would go on to sell over 3 million copies. From there, people started to remix it themselves. Vega found herself listening to many different remixes of Tom's Diner. She never commissioned any of those. She was receiving music from friends from her label. Vega wanted to put these remixes on an album and call it Tom's Album. Her label, A&M, well, they said they wouldn't put out an album with 12 remixes of the same song. I mean, who would do that? <laughs> she pushed for it, and it was released. Now let's fast forward 25 years. Giorgio Moroder's version of Time's Diner with Britney Spears would be released in 2015. And in July of 2019, Britney Spears posted a video on her Instagram account of her working out too. Tom's Diner. The caption left many people confused. It read, This song came out when I was six years old. I was listening to it one day in the car and called my manager and said, Hey, this song is cool. So I recorded it. But forgot until my phone pulled it up the other day. And I was like, Damn, forgot about that. Either way, great song. The Princess of Pop forgot that she recorded the song four years prior. Some fans thought, well, that's just Britney being funny about her own song, as she is not one to normally promote her own music in her own Instagram videos. Others were more concerned about her mental health. Some suggested that she had dementia. For me, I think she has recorded so many songs and she's rarely in the studio to produce her songs from start to finish, she leaves it up to others. So I don't blame her if she did in fact forget it. I mean, she has recorded a couple hundred songs. Some she never sang again after that studio session. This is one of those songs. It never had a live performance or a music video featuring Spears. What's funny is, in response to this Instagram situation, Giorgio Moroder made a 2019 remix of Tom's Diner, 
What we have learned during the original Val podcast is that Britney Spears was born in 1981. Her music heroes, who she talks extensively about, are ones who helped shape the music industry in the early 80s through the 90s, from Madonna to Janet to Whitney. Now, Britney Spears has covered many classic songs from the 80s. So why would she choose this? Sure, it is a great song, but there is usually intention when Britney covers a song, especially her own choosing. I think this Suzanne Vegas snippet about Tom's Diner might be the reason. The idea behind the whole song, it, you know, some people say, oh, it's a song about breakfast, or some people say it's a song about nothing. But it's really a song about a person who is alienated from everyone. It's about a person who's alienated from everyone. Something we can all sadly agree suits Britney Spears' life for the past decade. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the Original Doll Podcast, where I deep dive and go behind the scenes of the entertainment industry. Now, don't forget to rate and follow us on your preferred streaming platform. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at the.original.doll or message me or follow me directly on Twitter at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. Special shout out to Grant in Florida, Ari, Kim, and Pat in New York, Ken and Eileen in Illinois, and Remy, the fragrance expert, in Belgium. We also have a Patreon page in which you can subscribe and receive exclusive information, podcast episodes, music, and more. Thank you, and see you on the flip side.